The first question is, is our spirituality going to fall a bit after Ramadan? Is there a trial that's going to come after Ramadan ends? Now the Holy Prophet ﷺ said that when Ramadan arrives, the gates of paradise are opened, and the gates of hell are locked up, and Satans are put in chains. From this hadith we learn that if Satans are put in chains when Ramadan arrives, then will Satans be released when Ramadan ends? The answer is yes, of course they will, to an extent though. The special blessings of Ramadan enhance our motivation to do good deeds in a way that's not present in the remaining months. That's just a reality. We can't change that. The Holy Prophet ﷺ said that there has come to you Ramadan, a blessed month. In it, Allah Ta'ala has a night which is better than a thousand months. Whoever is deprived of its goodness is indeed deprived of goodness. So Ramadan is a blessed month. There is no doubt about it. The special discipline of Ramadan protects us from falling into certain sins in a way that is not present in the remaining months. When we're in the habit of fasting, of getting up early in the morning, of structuring our day around our fast and our prayers, then of course it creates an environment in our life where it's much more easier to do greater good deeds and to avoid other evil deeds. This is why Hazrat Muslimah who explained that man trains in abstaining from that which is haram for 11 months. But in the 12th month, he trains in abstaining from that which is not haram, but from that which is halal. So in Ramadan, we don't fight against sins as much, but we train ourselves to an extra discipline where we even stop ourselves from doing things that are permissible and halal, so that it becomes much more easier to stop doing those things that are haram. There's no doubt that after Ramadan, we become more vulnerable to sin than we were during Ramadan. And there is a risk that we may lose the spiritual progress that we made during Ramadan. However, this is not cause for despair. In fact, being aware of this reality, this simple phenomenon is the first step to preventing it from catching us off guard. It's when it catches us off guard is when we actually suffer real spiritual harm. It's ignorance of this reality that leads us to despair, to lose hope. And that can cause us to lose the spiritual progress that we made during Ramadan. Now, being ignorant of the different standards of spirituality we have during Ramadan, as opposed to the remainder of the year, can lead us to fall into spiritual pits during the 11 months after Ramadan. And we can understand this through an analogy. There's a similarity between the blessings of the presence of Ramadan and how it holds us in place, and also the blessings that were, were that there were during the time of the Holy Prophet ﷺ, and how he held the Sahaba in place. Now, some Orientalists, those who object against Islam, they make this ill-informed objection that the Holy Prophet ﷺ didn't bring about any lasting change among the Arabs. Because soon after his demise, the Muslims started fighting with each other. So if they started fighting with each other, then it means that the change he brought about only lasted for his life and for a little while. Otherwise, it was a complete waste, God forbid. However, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih Rabi Rahimahullah has explained that this is not a correct comparison. The condition of the Muslims during the lifetime was the result of the special blessings of his holy presence. If an honest comparison is to be made, then we have to observe the difference between the standard of the Arabs before his coming and the standard after his demise. It's unfair to compare the high standard they were kept at under the blessings and discipline of his personal supervision and compare that with the standard in his absence. So Huzur Rahimahullah explained that the Arabs were like a spring that had been stretched by the Holy Prophet ﷺ. And when he left them, of course it was inevitable that the spring would retract after it was released but it did not retract anywhere close to its original presence. So there has to be a difference between the presence of the Prophet ﷺ and his absence, but also 
there has to be something substantial to the influence he had on his followers after he left. So the lows of inhumanity that the Arabs were capable of falling to before his coming was incomparable to the mistakes that they made afterwards. The morality and the civility that was found in them after his demise was something that was exemplary. So to disregard the standard of the Arabs before the coming of the Holy Prophet and to only compare their standard during his life with their standard after his life, it's a flawed comparison. It overlooks the great revolution he brought. It fails to appreciate it and the change he brought about in their spirituality and character. Now, this is a great analogy for us in understanding our state during Ramazan and after Ramazan. The presence of the month of Ramazan is similar. And the flawed comparison we sometimes make about ourselves that hurts us a lot is a flawed comparison we make between our condition during Ramazan and our spiritual condition afterwards. And this overlooks the great revolution that Ramazan brought about in our spirituality and our character. Now, after Ramazan, we sometimes start thinking that Ramazan brought no lasting change in us because our spiritual, because spiritual state fell after it was over. However, this is not a correct comparison. This mentality creates despair. Our standard during Ramazan is a result of the special blessings and the special discipline of this holy month. If we want to make an honest comparison, then we should observe the difference between our standards and spirituality before Ramazan and our standards after Ramazan. During Ramazan, we're like a spring that's been stretched, as Azad Khifar Abi Rahimahullah explained in his analogy. But when Ramazan ends, it's inevitable that the spring would retract after it's been released. When Ramazan releases it, then it's going to retract back. However, we have to remember that that spring doesn't retract anywhere close to its original position. So the lows that our spirituality reached before Ramazan are incomparable to the lows it can fall to after Ramazan. Our standard is definitely improved after the month of Ramazan for someone who appropriately observed the month of Ramazan. Now being aware of this reality can pull us out of the despair and ingratitude that we fall into sometimes. It can make us grateful and it can give us the resolve to move forward in those next 11 months properly. The miscalculation on our part causes us to overlook the great spiritual progress that we made. And when we overlook it, then we're not able to be grateful for it. That's how we despair. When we hold ourselves to an unreasonable standard, then we set ourselves up for failure. We set ourselves up to spiral downwards. So we can't hold ourselves to the unreasonable standard of Ramazan and then apply that to all the other months that are not Ramazan. So just as those Orientalists and those who look for objection against Islam, they fail to appreciate the great change and the great obvious change that the Holy Prophet ﷺ brought about in the Arabs because of their flawed comparisons. So for similar reasons, we sometimes fail to appreciate that revolutionary change that Ramazan brought about in us because of our own flawed comparisons. Now, it's important that we not just concentrate on the best that we're able to do, like observing tahajjud, but also we should concentrate on the least that we're able to do, like observing our obligatory prayers. If a person continuously feels guilty about how he's not able to regularly offer tahajjud as he was during the month of Ramazan, then this negative mentality will make him despair. It'll make him lose hope to the point that he may even start missing his obligatory prayers. On the other hand, if a person instead is always grateful that he's able to offer his obligatory prayers with greater punctuality than he did before Ramazan, even if he is not able to offer the Hajjid on the same level as he was doing in Ramazan, but if he's able to remain positive and grateful and appreciate those real changes that Ramazan brought about in him, this positive mentality can motivate him to become as regular in tahajjud as he was in Ramazan. This positive mentality gives him the resolve, the hope, 
and the gratitude that is necessary to be able to achieve that standard that he had in Ramadan and make it a permanent part of his life. So if we want to make an honest analysis of the great change that the Holy Prophet ﷺ brought about in the Arabs, then we have to look at how low they would fall to before the Holy Prophet ﷺ came and how their, uh, you know, their standard dramatically improved in the lows that they fell to after he left. So this applies to us as well as individuals. If we want to appreciate the great change that Ramadan brought about in us, then we have to look at how low we would spiritually fall to before Ramadan and how those standards of how low we could go has dramatically improved after Ramadan and how low we fall after Ramadan. So to temporarily fall back after Ramadan is inevitable. It's only human. It's not something that should surprise us. What defines our success in recovering is how prepared we are to handle that spiritual fall when it inevitably comes.